You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Hey there, Sheep Spotters. Welcome to episode 35 of the Sheep Spot Podcast. I am Sasha from Sheepspot.com, where we offer diverse hand-dyed wools and the information and support you need to make those wools into beautiful yarns. I am back. I had a fabulous month off, including a perfect week by the sea in Nova Scotia, and I am feeling about a thousand times better than the last time I spoke with you. Today, I'm going to tell you all about how I got my crafting life in order during the epic organization spree that I did in August. Uh, I have been through every bit of fiber, every skein of yarn, every work in progress. And I am happy to report that I have my making mojo back in a big way. And I'm looking forward to a cozy fall of knitting and spinning. At the end of the episode, I'll have a few tips about how you can embark on your own epic organizing spree if your crafting life has gotten a bit out of control. So because I was doing this project while I was also focused on resting and taking time off and generally just trying to take better care of myself, I used this as an opportunity to think about what was working and what wasn't working in my knitting and spinning. So I'll be talking about those insights as I go along. As planned, the first thing that I did was to find every spinning project, every knitting project, and all the yarn and fibers scattered around the house and get them all into one place. I store my personal stash The Sheep Spot stash lives at the studio, but I store my personal stash in a room in my basement. So the first task was to get everything down to the basement. And there was really a lot of stuff. I pretty much had to take over every flat surface in the basement. Thankfully, Mr. Sheep Spot was extremely understanding. Um, I made several piles, and these were the piles that made sense to me. Your piles might be different, but mine were commercial yarn, hand spun yarn, knitting projects in progress, spinning projects in progress, and fiber, which I further divided into dyed and undyed. At this point, I felt pretty thoroughly overwhelmed. So I stopped there for a couple of days while I collected supplies, mostly Ziploc bags in various sizes. I like the one gallon and the 2.5 gallon sizes, which are great for bigger projects. Um, Then slowly over a series of sessions, I went through each pile. So I started with my dyed fiber. Every bump went into its own Ziploc bag with its own spinning record card with the fiber information all filled in. That way, when I get to spinning the fiber, I'll have the card all ready, and I just have to fill in the spinning information. And if you don't know what I mean by spinning record card, these are the five and a half by eight and a half inch cards that I created 
with room to record everything about the fiber on one side and everything about how to how I spun it on the other side, you can download a PDF of these on the website. And I will put a link in the show notes. Um, and you can use that PDF, uh, just take it to Staples or your local print shop and have it printed onto cardstock. You can make as many as you like for your own personal use. Um, but if you don't want the fuss of having to get them printed up, I'm going to very soon make packs of printed cards available for sale on the website. So look for those soon. Anything that I wasn't thrilled about spinning went into the D-stash pile. And everything I decided to keep was sorted by breed and put into clear plastic storage containers. And then I basically did the same thing with the undyed fiber. So everything got a spinning record card. Everything um, went into a plastic bin. And those also were sorted by uh, breeds, by wool type. As I was going through the fiber, I am almost immediately found four bobbins. And you may recall that I started this process because I couldn't find any bobbins for my ladybug or my sidekick. Um, And it turns out I have nine bobbins for those two wheels. So um, they both use the same bobbin. So I have plenty of bobbins. I also have more bobbins for my woolly winder. Um, But anyway, they've all now been recovered and emptied, and I know where they are. Um, I also found a truly embarrassing number of storage bobbins with singles on them that I had never gotten around to plying. For example, I found about 10 storage bobbins worth of singles from a Corydale fleece I spun in, get this folks, 2010. And another eight or so from a gorgeous dark gray Romney lambs fleece. Um, I plied up two skeins of this fleece. I processed the whole fleece, combed it all. There's actually a um, spin doctor episode about this fleece. Um, Combed it all, made it all into beautiful top, spun all the singles, and then I plied two skeins. And then I just, for whatever reason, I got distracted or bored or, um, and I just basically hid the storage bobbins from myself for years. Um, And then there's the sweaters worth of CVM singles I told you about in the last episode. So I really learned something about myself. Big plying jobs, especially of undyed fiber, don't really hold my attention. I'm not going to stop doing them, but I am going to be more mindful of how many projects like this I undertake and of the fact that I need to save up some energy for the plying if I'm actually going to finish them. Update, um, I have now plied up the um, Corydale the singles from the Corydale fleece from 2010. And uh, I made those into a three ply and I have quite a few yards. I probably have about a thousand yards of that. And I have also finished plying up the dark gray Romney singles and I have about 1100 yards of that and I'm currently looking for a project for it because it's a really really gorgeous 
gorgeous fleece and the yarn came out really well, if I do say so myself. Um, I also found lots of little odds and ends of singles and lots of these I just threw away. In most cases, I'd done most of the plying and I had a good amount of yarn or they were experiments that I just wasn't that thrilled with. And frankly, it felt fabulous to get rid of them. Um, so everything that I decided to ply went into a special drawer in the living room for plying projects. And I'm going to be working my way through the rest of them. And I really hope to have them finished by the end of September. Um, so, and I have reclaimed scores. I I think it, I think that's actually not an exaggeration. I think at least 40 storage bobbins have been reclaimed during this process. So I now have plenty of storage bobbins. Um, when the fiber was all sorted and put away, I went on to the hand spun. In a lot of ways, this was more challenging. There was a lot of it and a lot of it was pretty much completely unlabeled. And some of it I remembered spinning and sort of knew what it knew what it was, what the fiber was. Um, and some of it, frankly, I did not. And there was a serious breakdown in spinning record keeping for the past couple of years. So uh, yeah, anyway, so I decided to make three main piles of the hand spun stuff I knew that I would never knit with. Fortunately, this was a fairly small pile. And the rest I sorted into yarn that I was excited to knit with right away and yarn that I was less excited about. And I know I postponed um, a lot of hard decisions by keeping a lot of stuff in the less excited pile, but I'm okay with that for now. There was still quite a lot to do and I didn't want to get bogged down um, dealing with the hand spun and just stop. So uh, I just sort of did this provisional sort and I'm okay. It's good. Um, next, I went through the commercial yarn and sorted it by weight. There wasn't very much of this, so it went quickly and I put everything away. And as I opened those storage bins, I also went through them to set aside anything that I didn't want for destashing. And the de-stash stuff went into its own bin. At some point, I'll go through and make sure that everything is listed correctly on Ravelry. But again, that's not a huge priority for me. Um, but I, it's more about just getting the stuff that I know I'm not going to use kind of out of the way when I'm trying to make decisions about yarn and projects. I saved the stuff that I was really dreading the most for last. And those were the knitting works in progress. Oy, there were a lot of these. And here again, I learned something important. I almost never let projects using handspun sit around without finishing them. When I start something with handspun, I usually finish it quickly. The exception to this rule is, as with plying, big projects using undyed fiber. Projects with commercial yarns, though, are another story. These can hang around for years. So I went through the knitting projects one by one, making sure that each of them was in Ravelry with the needle size noted. Uh, I also took the time to find each pattern, 
imported into Knit Companion, which is this um, knitting software that I am actually deeply ambivalent about and find incredibly difficult to use, but that's really a topic for another podcast. Um, but I, I kind of made the commitment that I had to keep my information about works in progress someplace, and I'm going to keep it there. Um, I haven't kept good knitting records, as I have not been keeping good spinning records. So this took quite a lot of time. Um, and it took even longer because I was trying to teach myself how to deal with Knit Companion at the same time. Um, but by the end, everything was sorted in its own project bag. And I'd chosen four projects to work on right now. These are a pair of vanilla socks in a gorgeous sock yarn dyed by Kim at Indigo Dragonfly. A sweater, which is the Annabelle cardigan, which I'm knitting in Quinson uh, Company Osprey, which really shouldn't take that much time because it's all garter stitch and the yarn is huge. But actually, the fact that the yarn is huge is kind of a double-barreled thing because um, on the one hand, it knits up really quickly. On the other hand, using size, I think I'm using 10 or 10 and a half needles. Those are US sizes. And my, they bother my hands a little bit to work with. So I can't, I can't just do tons and tons of that all at once. Um, I'm also working on the getting warmer cowl, which should also be a quick knit and the stitch sampler shawl, which I am knitting with some hand spun. And if you're interested, you can find info about all of these projects on Ravelry, where I am the crafty rabbit. One of the things that took a lot of time when I was going through all these projects and was that I had to figure out where I was in each one. And because I had not been keeping good records or because my records had been scattered in a bunch of different places, I had some in JNet Pro and I had some in um, just a regular old PDF reader on my iPad. And I was, there were some paper patterns that I was using. So I had to sort of go through and figure out where I stopped knitting for each of these patterns. And I've now done that. And I'm happy (laughs) to have that behind me because it was uh, quite um, time consuming and frustrating. But anyway, it's done. And I now can pick up any of the works in progress. And I have a record of exactly where I am. So that is a good thing. Um, Last but not least, I found a little notebook and dedicated it to keeping notes on my projects. It's going to live in my knitting bag, and I'm going to use it for small projects when Knit Companion would be overkill. Hey, guys, I'm in the market for a new knitting bag. What are you guys using? Email me and tell me, or DM me on Instagram. Anyway, um, all in all, I am really pleased with myself. I'm really happy with my progress. I feel so much better. Everything's organized and put away. I know exactly what I've got on the go. And I have lots and lots of empty bobbins. I didn't accomplish everything I'd planned. There are still lots um, of yarns and hand spun in particular to photograph for Ravelry. And I haven't warped my loom yet. But I'm really excited about knitting and spinning again, and the feeling of overwhelm is completely gone. 
I've even been spending time on Ravelry again, which I haven't done in ages. And this is in large part because I've discovered this um, iPhone app uh, that makes using Ravelry on my phone about 30,000 times less frustrating. It's called Ravit, R-A-V-I-T, rhymes with rabbit. Um, and its icon is actually a little, um, its icon is a little rabbit, which I love. Um, and if you haven't checked it out, I do recommend it because it's, it's really beautifully designed. It works as far as I can tell flawlessly. It, you can't do everything in it. Um, like there's some searches that are still kind of hard to configure on the app, but it's in active development and it's got a, there's got a, um, it's got a users group on Ravelry and, I, it's by far for me, I think the most aesthetically pleasing of all the Ravelry apps that I've tried. Um, and so I, I just want to encourage you to try it out and support it. Um, now I promised a few tips and tricks that may help you if you feel like you need to impose some order on your crafting life. So here they are. One, Start by sorting and purging. If you've never done this kind of organizing project before, it's really useful to know what you have and how much there is of it before you start thinking practically about containers. So start by figuring out what you have, getting rid of what you know you don't want, and then go on to the step of figuring out where exactly you're going to store them and where you're going to put the containers. Um, Make sure that you measure your space before you buy containers. Ask me how I know that's a good idea. Number two, when purging, be kind to yourself. I think purging is a really important part of this process because I think we all have been overcome by wolf fumes in a yarn store and made maybe some purchases that were ill-advised in hindsight. Um, But this is really important, what I'm about to say. Do not, I repeat, do not spend any time speaking rudely to yourself about how much money you've spent and how you need to spin or knit everything you've bought as a penance for spending money on yourself. You are a creative person, and that means that you are growing and changing and learning which means in turn that what you want to work with is changing. That's okay. When I started knitting, I bought lots of beautiful alpaca yarn. That was before I learned that I hate knitting alpaca. You have limited time, limited mental energy, and limited storage space. You are allowed to get rid of things that no longer serve you. The point of making stuff is to fill us with joy so that we can be the best humans we can be and beam love and joy out into the world. Anything that stands in the way of that sacred mission has to go. Arrange a swap night with your knitting group or guild, put your stuff on Ravelry, mark it for sale, and send it off lovingly to a good home. Let it go. Three, your categories are your categories. They only need to make sense to you. So you do you. Four, label everything. 
you think you will remember what's where. Again, ask me how I know. Um, you think you will remember what's where, but you will not. Give your future self a leg up when she's looking for the yak cashmere merino blend that was dyed that beautiful shade of blue. So label. Five. Oh, this is this is a tough one. Avoid what professional organizer Julie Morgenstein, um, who is my favorite or professional organizer, and I love her books. Um, avoid what she calls zigzag organizing. This is where you work on something for a little while and you get distracted and you start working on organizing something else. And this is a form of task switching and it will make everything take much longer, just like all other forms of task switching. Um, So slow and steady, just work on one category at a time. Six, go as slowly as you need to. Take breaks, go for a walk, take a bath. Insist on feeling as good during the process as you want to feel when you are finished. Seven, pay attention and be mindful of what this process has to teach you. And then let what you learn guide your future decisions. I know I'm going to spin fewer sweater quantities of undyed fiber in the future because I now know that I'm going to get to plying and lose my mind with the boredom. I'm not saying I'm never going to do them, but I'm not going to do nearly as many. Well, that was a bit of a mouthful. That's all for me this week. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week with a review of a new and much cheaper bobbin winder that's recently come on the market. I've got one and I'm putting it through its paces for you. Also, don't forget to share your spinning progress this week on Instagram with the hashtag SheepSpotSpinningCheckIn. So go spin something, guys, and I will see you next week. All right. Bye-bye.